Welcome to this week's episode of In the Know with Kat Bobino. Today, my extra special guest is Regina Wong, who is a software engineer. So welcome to In the Know. Thank you. So can you tell us what does a software engineer do? A software engineer is someone who writes code or maybe fixes problems that are uh, happening in the existing product. Um, but I would say the what they do is write code. <laughs> okay, so like writing code. Yeah. So what made you go into being a software engineer? Um, I never thought of myself going down that track, but one thing I really liked to do was build things and design and create something from scratch. And something that's really easy to do and make that make happen really quickly is um, uh, software development. You can, in one day, build an app that can list out your uh, random restaurant. It could, uh, it could do so many things. It's pretty exciting, and uh, there's a lot of tools out there to make it. Um, go really fast. Okay, yeah. so writing code, making apps, is that like the big thing or do you just like computers and making <laughs> them go and making like, you know, um, websites appear the way they're supposed to appear? Yeah, some I think for some engineers they like that aspect. For me, I like the idea of um, building something that my friends can use and people can really love and that's, right. that's what I, I like oh, okay. about So some more apps. Level. Yeah. Is there any apps we should be looking for? Um, let me try to think. Okay, this is not that sophisticated, <laughs> but um, I haven't mailed anything in a long time, and recently I came across an app that helped you find a nearby mailbox, and mm. I thought that was kind of cool. And, yeah. But I, I think that's that's just it. <laughs> well, that's cool because yeah. I guess. See, I used to live in Texas, and mm -hmm. there's a mailbox like every corner, especially in like the residential areas. Yeah. There's mailboxes in the residential area. You don't even have to leave. But yeah. here, yeah, you got to search for it. <laughs> I mean, it's like I see it all the time, but then that one day when I need to mail something out, I'm like, where where do I go? Yeah, no, no, I I totally understand. There's probably should be an app to find pay phones. Yeah. There's probably should be that type of app right yeah. now. Something like I don't even know <laughs> how many pay phones exist. <laughs> Probably seven. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but if you lost your phone or for whatever reason your phone died, it would be Oh, then you can use the app. Yeah. Okay, well never mind. Use your friend's app. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just played myself. Yeah. Got it. Okay. <laughs> but um so anyway, uh, going into software engineer um, what school did you go to? Um, I went to Michigan. Um, I studied psychology, actually. Oh, and, okay. Um, I was, like, on the pre-med track. And after I graduated, I I wasn't too sure what I wanted to do, but I knew I liked events planning. And um, through that, I found a job at a startup. It was events planning. Mm -hmm. But uh, being that it was a startup, it quickly turned into, like, sales, marketing, yeah. <laughs> PR, turned into everything. And that's how I got into kind of the startup world and um, kind of got exposed to engineering as well because I was constantly talking to engineers on the team, um, giving suggestions mm -hmm. and um, yeah, watching watching all this happen and getting exposed to everything. Okay. Um, but yeah. So so how was that transition from like psychology and pre-med on into now you're a software engineer? Um, it's kind of crazy <laughs> because it's really strange how that can happen. and Yeah, but it happens, it though. You know? Most people's paths are not linear. There's always this ups and downs and sideways. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel that um, here in, like, startups, what, what most people value is um, work ethic and, and hard work and um, the, the motivation to learn. And I think once, once you have that, you're capable of 
having all these different opportunities and yeah, things can change through that. Right. So um, where did you get your education and your background in software engineering? So um, I did a lot of like free coding classes online for a while. There's one that I loved called One Month Rails. Okay. It's, it's in my opinion, the best. Uh, I, I love One Month. And um, I did that for a little bit, but I felt like I needed like a stronger foundation. So I enrolled in a, a boot camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like a, a three-month process. And they kind of taught you from scratch, like all the basics, all the fundamentals. Um, but they uh, put you through this program kind of as a way to teach you how to learn and how to how to figure things out when you don't know what to do. And mm-hmm. so with that in mind, the goal is, you know, after three months, um, when you land your first software engineering role, it's up to you and your responsibility to keep learning and keep asking questions and never stop, basically. Right. So do they offer, like, additional classes once you're got the job like to help you keep learning absolutely totally because it's um software development's always changing and Mm. there's um and where different companies prefer this particular stack or another company is like oh i really want to focus on this so you just always have to be expected to learn and take up side courses okay so i mean i'm straight science so i don't know anything (laughs) about being like software or anything like that Mm -hmm. but you're saying there's all these different, our jobs are wanting these different types of ways to do the software engineering. Yeah, they'll, they'll say, I, I would like, um, I would like a co-written in this language, um, or I would like this uh, type of technology being used because maybe it's more efficient or maybe we have very specific uh, needs or, or, you know, they have their own reasons. And okay. as a developer, you kind of have to try your best to meet these needs and uh, adapt. So are all the coding languages, are they all different, like super different, like speaking English versus speaking Spanish? Or is it they have like an underground, I mean, not an underground, underlying like similarity, like (laughs) French and Spanish have an underlining similarity. Yeah, I would say that's a better analogy. Like there are some some like fundamentals, like concepts um, that can be applied between different coding languages. Um, But my first language is Ruby, and um, I was told that, whatever language I learn, I'm always going to have, like, a Ruby accent <laughs> when, I'm, <laughs> when I'm, like, coding other languages. And, okay. Um, I think that's kind of interesting. And, Do you yeah. find that to be true? Do you see yourself when uh, you're coding to have, like, a Ruby accent? Totally. Because sometimes <laughs> when I don't understand something, I I would I love it when I'm talking or I'm discussing it with a different engineer who can explain it through how it would be done in Ruby and then, like, and then he'll explain, oh, that's how that's what it looked like in JavaScript. And, oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's quite it's quite interesting. What I find more fascinating is, um, so my last company, a lot of engineers were from China. So um, a lot of it, they're still learning English, but they're really good developers. So mm. it's kind of exciting to see how they can code so well, but then when it comes to like, communi- like talking yeah, with someone, yeah. Like, Let's let's pause a little bit. Slow down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess um, I guess you can figure coding is like a universal language, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I, you, they probably all have this way of coding and have understanding of it versus yeah. verbalizing and yeah. actually speaking. Totally. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the same thing in science. I mean. Um, when you're talking about taxonomy or even like uh, viruses and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. it's all the same around the world. Oh yeah. But speaking and and verbalizing yeah. it to people would be like, no, no, this is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, let me draw it out for you. Right. Let's look at pictures. Right, right, right. I feel that way. Have you ever been overseas? Not for long periods of time. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, the the first time I went, like when I was growing up, I went to Chinese speaking countries, which is where you know I grew up speaking Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first time I I went to a country where like I could not like have anything help me, it was in Japan, uh, and that okay. was pretty uh pretty exciting. I yeah. had to like do a lot of I had a dictionary around me. I had to ask <laughs> a lot of people and. Um, it's kind of interesting. It is. Yeah, because I went to China, and Mm -hmm. I don't know the language. Yeah. And it's interesting, and trying to eat, and you're just like, no, I'm just pointing at pictures. Oh, my God. I don't know what else. It's the same. (laughs) Just this. This is what I want. Yeah. like, pray. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I hope this is deliciousness, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, let's talk about your schooling in psychology. Like, what made you even want to go into psychology at Um, first? I... I love learning about people. I love learning about myself, and so psychology was like a awesome major because it kind of I kind of felt like I was just learning about me the whole time. <laughs> a little bit narcissistic sounding, but yeah, and that's um, okay. Yeah, I I like I like studying why people are the way they are, why they behave. Sometimes it's all like, uh, it, sometimes it's just like chemical process. Maybe they're just it's they're happy, they're sad. It's right. It's all like sometimes you just. Sit, sit back and think, oh, why are you feeling this way? Or why, why are you, maybe it's like your age. And mm-hmm. it's, there's so many factors and it's so exciting to, to think about that. That's cool. So before you went to college and you started and you studied psychology, mm-hmm. um, growing up, what was your idea towards oh. STEM or going into these types of, um, this type of degree? Honestly, like I, I always thought I would be in a STEM path. My dad was a doctor. So oh, okay. I, just thought, oh, that seems like a really good, stable career. I wasn't exposed to everything else. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think my relationship with STEM was just like, this is the, a good, stable path to go down, and you'll have a lot of good opportunities through it, and right. um, it's very challenging, and yeah, that's, <laughs> that's about it. So you, so you have that background in STEM with yeah. your family and yeah. saying, oh, this, this is a good job. These yeah. are good jobs. I yeah. can do this job. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, but did you have, I guess I would say, did you have a, um, a lot of background in engineering before you left college and, and started working with people? Or um, when was your honestly, introduction to software engineering? Not too much. I took some classes. So I took a, a physics class that had us learn a little bit of um of Python to model what we were learning. Oh, okay. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't like here's an intro to coding. It was just like here and hopefully learning how to code will help you understand physics more. <laughs> That's an interesting was, uh, way to it, do it. It definitely was. I, I found it a very I don't know, it was a very interesting course and but nothing too formal. Um, I think coding was more like a discovery process and I realized um, throughout the years what what it's capable of doing or or, or what it's capable of in terms of helping a company grow and build something. Okay. So um, I asked that because uh, I know sometimes people go into paths that they know, um, yeah. and then they don't even, they're not even really exposed to other paths until maybe college or even after college. Yeah. So I just wanted to see about your experience. Like, were you, were you exposed to other types of careers or things you could do yeah. before college, or was it college and after college that you was like, oh, <laughs> that's out there too? I think it's mainly after college. I think in college, if you're going, for in my case, going down like a pre-med track, you only are exposed to people in a certain path. Right. And it's only after you leave school, for me at least, that's when I realized, oh my gosh, there's all these cool <laughs> opportunities and cool jobs, and if you want to try something totally new, just mm-hmm. try it or try to get Absolutely. opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think that... Um 
do you think it would be better for students to be introduced to that, like in college, even though you might be pre-med, but maybe yeah. you should also learn business and yeah. learn some coding along the way? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think it's really important to take different classes and, and try different internships. And uh, I know um, in Canada, it's really common for students to go through something called co-op, which is like half a year or even one year working. Hmm. Um, so it's kind of like a pause in your in your school in your schoolwork to work and I think that's a really awesome idea that is an awesome idea that yeah yeah. so where are you from originally from Michigan okay so then you're from Michigan and you went to school with male nutrition what brought you to California um I joined a healthcare conference um it was in San Francisco um I wanted to be an SF I just didn't know how I would get there but they um offered me an internship where I got to do kind of like events planning and, okay. and work on, um, they were also launching an app for the first time, so I got to help out with that a little bit, and that's how, how I got brought out there. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you stayed. Yes, and, and you're stayed. Like, <laughs> He was like, yeah. oh, I'm in San Francisco. Yeah. Mm, I'm stay here. Yeah. <laughs> how long have you been here? Um, two years. Okay, yeah. and you're, I'm guessing you're enjoying San Francisco. Yeah, I love it. I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine being somewhere else for, for right now. I have a sister in New York, and I did contemplate going out there for a bit, but I can't handle the snow anymore. <laughs> I'm spoiled now. I was about to say, you yeah. grew up in Michigan. You I know, can't right? handle the snow. I know, but now I can't go back. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand. Mm-hmm. I did a semester in Vermont, not Vermont, in um, Connecticut. Oh. And, yeah. As soon as, <laughs> as, soon as January hit, I was like, mm-mm. Oh my mm-hmm. god! This is terrible. This is. Oh my goodness! <laughs> are, you, are you from California cold. originally? Yes, oh. I am from oh, wow. Oakland, born and raised. Wow. I went to undergrad in Alabama, so oh hot, gosh. hot, yeah, yeah. And then I went to Connecticut, and I was like, no, no, <laughs> this is not it. <laughs> I can't. No, I don't even. No, no. And then like it, it was grad school, and it was you're supposed to be professional. I was like, how do you dress professional and cold? Like I don't understand. <laughs> like they're, you, you know, because they, they tend to think women as a professionals in a dress or a skirt or yeah. you know. I'm like, yeah. no, I want to have on sweats with thermals on mm-hmm. under it and like yeah. boots. Like yeah. how do you be a professional in the snow? I just exactly. I don't understand how that works. Exactly. <laughs> it's not my cup of tea. So, but anyway, back to you. Okay. <laughs> where, so where do you see yourself going with this? Like, what is um, your future plans with this? Well, I think now that I've experienced software engineering and I, I know how to code, um, my next step is I want to build some practice, projects of my own. Okay. Um, so working for a different company, I always felt like an eager, like, desire to, like, work on something. It's, it's I don't know, it's, I think I want to get that out of my system for a while. So that's my plan, to work on some projects and, uh move forward with that so are you looking to be an entrepreneur then like to have your own business i guess so yeah i guess like that's the only way you got kind of have to be Mm -hmm. by yourself and self-motivated for a little bit yeah um, yeah i feel like i i have some of the tools i need to to work on something so might as well do it (laughs) yeah you might you got the tools you have the time yeah you might as well do it yeah so i agree so do you think uh, whatever projects you're working or projects you're working on, is it gonna stay software engineering? Uh, and you think you might want to throw psychology back in the belt <laughs> at I some would love point? To. I did think about that for a while. Um, yeah, I think definitely. Um, I like I like building websites, and I like I I think that's gonna be part of whatever I do. Yeah. I mean, 
You can always get paid to build other people's websites. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't um, have to be necessarily yours, but you can get definitely get paid to your expertise, like a consultant, absolutely, or building people's websites. Like all that stuff is available. Yeah, totally. So, do you um do you see like software engineering going away ever? I know computers (laughs) are like taking over the world, but you know, what do you think might surpass Mm -hmm. that? Or is that ever a thought? I can't imagine it going away. I think everything is moving towards tech in some sense. Even things that we never thought would be tech is mm-hmm. now moving toward that direction. Oh, and yeah. I, I totally agree. Like, medicine is definitely moving yeah. into the tech realm. Absolutely. I hear, I read articles about it. I mean, you can mm-hmm. test. Your heart rate already is being monitored. You can do that and running and all oh that stuff. Oh, so. Totally. Um, yeah, I've seen, like, uh, what has got the stethoscopes being connected to apps? And oh, right. like they make these now, and you can connect mm. them and talk to doctors halfway across the world. And mm. um, oh, see, I didn't really... know that one. Okay. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I just have this fear that we are. You ever seen a movie, Wally? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, okay. okay. It's all right. It's a cartoon <laughs> movie. But anyway, in the movie, like technology is so we we use technology for everything mm-hmm. to the point that humans become obese and sit in a chair and they don't even have to move because food's delivered, drinks delivered, oh your TV's right there, they can monitor your health right there. Yeah. So it's kind of like no reason for you to even go anywhere or move because <laughs> it's all touch of a finger. That's true. So that's my fear of technology. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I need we need to be outside. <laughs> well, we can build technology to get people out. and then, Oh, and like, then, like Pokemon Go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hear they're coming out with like a Harry Potter version. Oh my gosh, that would do so well. <laughs> oh man, that would be even crazier. I yeah, feel. <laughs> it would be. I think so. I think because Harry uh, Pokemon is a phenomenon. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I think Harry Potter is an even bigger phenomenon. I think and so. then I don't know, but yeah. I don't know what you would do with this the game. Yeah, you can go out and just do wizardly tricks. I don't know. Yeah. Join the team. You should decide that process. Good ideas. Um, I don't know. Like I don't even know who's doing it. I'm pretty sure. Like Harry Potter is a European thing, so like Mm -hmm. I bet it's in Europe. Whoever's building it or whatever is yeah out there. (laughs) Anyway, so um, software engineering and psychology. So, but what do you do outside of that? Like, what do you do for fun? Um, I I'm trying to get into running a little bit. I realize it's a really good way to see see the city i don't mm-hmm. see the city enough um in san francisco it's really easy to stay in like one neighborhood yeah forever and yeah then, like not really see other things right um, so i've been doing that lately um but i don't know i just uh i i like a lot of different things and just kind of pick it up when i go it's, it changes every month I feel. it changes every yeah. month <laughs> you have to try a new thing every month yeah you should think about doing um cycling because I know that they like have bike tours for San Francisco. Ooh. Yeah, you can like do it as a group or you do it by yourself, rent yeah. a bike, but just like cycle through San Francisco, find things. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Like a group cycling tour? Yeah, yeah, you can do it as a group or like if you and some friends want to do it yourself, okay. they'll give you a map and then you can just follow the map and do it yourself. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I've, I've seen people do, there was um, on Thanksgiving. Something I saw something on Reddit. People were cycling the path of a turkey, hmm. like they're, they they cycle so that the route looks like a turkey on their cycling. Oh, route. okay, sense? yes. Uh, <laughs> really hard. I heard. I had to go through Knob Hill and 
go up the hill multiple times to draw. Like, oh, to draw like know, the, the tail feather yeah. or something. And um, I heard it was, it was rough, <laughs> but people did it. Lots of people. <laughs> I wonder how many miles that would have been. I, I have no it's idea. Too many for me. Yeah. I think twenty so far is my max. I don't go past twenty know, miles. Oh my god, it sounds a lot. Like a it's, lot. <laughs> it does. It does. Well, the first time I did it, I think I might have cried a little. I was oh, just wow. like, I did twenty miles. but then i know people who do like 40 50 centurion 100 miles yeah i don't that's not my life (laughs) i'm not a part of that but then also hiking have you been hiking out here yet not yeah i would love to um a lot of good trails yeah san francisco has a lot of good trails yeah so i mean those are just things to think about in san francisco for sure yeah. Um, I live in Oakland, though. I don't come to San Francisco unless oh, I necessarily. Oh, hiking trails. Oh, yeah. They do. Yeah. I, that's why I stay on my side of the bridge. <laughs> like, I don't mind coming to San Francisco, but it's the traffic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, anywho, <laughs> with you and being a software engineer, let's mm-hmm. say there was a student or somebody who was like, oh, you know, I really want to go into software engineering. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure of the path or what should I do yeah. or, or how this can be um, lucrative or how do I find jobs in this so what advice would you give a student who would probably watch this show and be like oh she's a software engineer mm-hmm. I would like to be a software engineer like, what oh. advice would you give I would say um, the most important thing for figuring out if this is something you like to do is uh, take on internships okay. almost every tech company has internships for software engineers and just apply to a bunch of them I'm pretty sure if you're smart if you're hardworking. Uh, they would be willing to help and teach you. And so that would be probably the most important thing to do. Do you think yeah. that, do you believe you have you should have a background in it? Like if you're a high school student, maybe you took a class? Or are there internships out there for people who mm. may not have taken a class yet but want to learn, but learn on the job or something like that? Oh, I see. That's a good point. I think definitely um, Code Academy is free. It's a coding school online. Maybe okay. dive into that for like a few hours a week. And okay. If that's what you like, that would give you something to talk about when you're applying for internships. But yeah, like no, be a little bit familiar. I think that's the number one thing, and then apply and work and and get job experience. That would be the the best way to figure out this is the career you want. And, you okay, <laughs> cool. Thank you. So I mean, we're coming to an end. If there was anything you wanted to say, now oh, is the time. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Stay warm. It's raining all week. I hope it kind of goes away. <laughs> yeah, but, I think it will. Yeah. I think today's supposed to be like the hardest day of oh, yeah. rain and then mm-hmm. it'll subside. Yeah. But um, other than that, I just want to say thank you to my audience. Thanks for tuning in this week for In the Know with Kat Bobino. If you ever have any questions for Regina about being a software engineer, you can always send them to me and I will send them her direction. Um, other than that, if you have uh, anything you want to tell me, always leave a comment. And uh, until next week, thank you.